Live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio of on October 9, 2023. We have another good lineup for you guys today. I'm your host Kobe, host and producer, Kobe Jackson, alongside with my lovely two co-hosts, Kalani DeLuna mm-hmm. and Grace Reddick. We have a fun-packed show for you guys today. We'll be digging into some Texas State so- soccer and Texas State volleyball t- uh, and football as they both suffer difficult losses against Louisiana. Also, MLB postseason is officially upon us and some college football recap as the Red River mm-hmm. showdown was this past weekend. But before we, before we get into all that, let's go and throw it to Miss Grace Reddick for a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurants and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, t- in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwich, and more. Info menu at TwinPeaksRestaurants.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Thank you, Grace. So now let's go and get right into it. Texas State soccer took on the ULM Warhawks this Ouch. past weekend with a final score of five to nothing. We're going to go and head head it over to Miss Grace Reddick for our Reddick recap. Man, I'm not going to lie, that one hurt. I just can't even believe that one hurt. Uh, Plain and simple, they really just outplayed us. Mm -hmm. Um, Last year, uh, they came to us and we beat them pretty good, four to one. Mm -hmm. And this year, they just were out for vengeance. And um, it, (laughs) like, really, there's nothing I can just say to, like, just make up for, like, what happened. Like, they just, they came and they played their game and we just did not. So, um, where this is definitely going to be some adversity for us to overcome and get ready to push through the final little last bit of conference. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really just up to us to see how we're going to adapt and change from this loss. Yeah, and, you know, the one thing I, I was noticing uh, from you guys and when the way y'all played is that, you know, you guys had, you know, you know four penalties throughout the whole game. So that's why I was kind of surprised of where mm-hmm. of where it was lacking for you guys. But... At the same time, ULM, you know, was very aggressive. Obviously, scoring five, you know, five goals is obviously <laughs> a big accomplishment, yeah. especially in soccer. But you know, it's just—I think it was just one of those games. It was just one of those games where you know everybody kind of had to be in position and just needed to just capitalize. And unfortunately, ULM basically basically did that to y'all. But I mean, a look on the positive side, you guys did play Coastal Carolina this mm-hmm. past Thursday. Uh, this past Thursday. And y'all came up successfully there before yeah. y'all played ULM. So was there anything in that game specifically that y'all learned uh, from that game that could, you know, possibly, you know, that could possibly move y'all, move you guys up mm-hmm. later on towards the season? Definitely it was our press in that game. We pressed Coastal Carolina into some very uncomfortable situations that made them mess up. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think this past Sunday, uh, we just did it do that against ULM mm-hmm. and hence the <laughs> the score so uh definitely just something that we're gonna have to go back review recoup and then just get ready for our next game 
Yeah, and that next game is going to be the James Madison Dukes, obviously a very well-known team in mm-hmm. the Sun Belt Conference. That game is going to be on Friday, October 13th, so Friday the 13th, how about Ooh. that, <laughs> at, 6, at 6 p.m. in uh, at James Madison at mm-hmm. Santerra Park. But now we're going to move on into some Texas State volleyball as Texas State took on Louisiana Ration Cajuns. It was basically Cajuns weekend for both Texas State football Ooh. and for volleyball. However, uh, unfortunately, Texas State – Volleyball split the series against the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Uh, their last game was on Saturday as the final score was 3-2 to two in a very close game. However, Texas State did win the first game on Friday, on Friday uh, with th- a 3-1 score. Bob, I mean... The Bobcats, they split the series, mm-hmm. which honestly, if you're them, if you're, you know, Sean Hewen, these girls, I say that's pretty, that's pretty good. I mean, a sweep would have been nice, but at least you got one win against a conference rival. So I want to ask you, all what does that mean for this group as they play, you know, as they head next to uh, Southern Miss? Well, Friday was a great game for the Bobcats. Um Something that really stuck out on Friday was a block party. Mm-hmm. This, this game was... They killed it in three sets. The Bobcats did. Was that supposed to be a pun? No. <laughs> I don't know. But definitely for sure it was a block party for sure. Um, Bailey Hanner had her career high of five blocks this game. Mm-hmm. And Samantha Wunsch, too. I don't think it's a career high, but she wouldn't surprise me. She had four blocks as well. This was a block party for sure. Um, tying one and one, I think that's, like we said, better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Because when we were talking to Sean Hewitt, when we had the interview, he said that, we know that Louisiana is a team that plays aggressive, yep. and they're well known for like a Texas State like rivalry as well. So mm-hmm. to take it better one and one than nothing is good. And then it's not like uh, the Bobcats just rolled over and just let Louisiana come and just you know mess them up. Um, mm-hmm. It was definitely a fight. Um, yeah, absolutely, Texas State did take the first set, and it was just going back and forth, back and forth. So I definitely have to give it to the Texas State Bobcats and just the effort. Um, and I will have to say they are also facing a little bit of adversity, mm-hmm. and now it's just up to them to see how they are going to take that adversity and and um, how they're going to compete in these next couple games. Yeah, absolutely. And the one thing I do want to know is that you know James Ma- or the Bobcats are coming off a uh, of a O two sweep from uh, from JMU, so obviously mm-hmm. they need to bounce back with a win, for sure, very very badly. So, but luckily they did, and you know they got Southern Miss next, one of an, another Sun Belt Conference opponent. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if if you're head coach Sean Hill and, and you're the volleyball team right now, you know you obviously have a one and one. You had a one and one this past weekend. I think what I'm what I want to ask is how is it going to possibly what did they what did they learn this past weekend from Louisiana that they can possibly transition into uh, Southern Miss? Definitely, just uh, when you apply the pressure, you have to keep that pressure on. It's it's no letting up. It's no getting comfortable. It's just you continue to. You have a little bit of lead, you continue that lead. You just keep on winning. And uh, that's definitely something that the Bobcats are going to have to work on, mm-hmm. especially as you, like like you said, facing a, uh, a next good opponent. Mm-hmm. So um, that's just what the Bobcats are going to have to do. And I feel like we were talking about this last week, but like going into conference, like as Grace said, like we still have to keep this mentality up because we know that their goal this year is to go to the NCAA um tournament tournament mm-hmm. and so this is something that they're gonna have to look forward to or still have that in the back of their head like this is what they're gonna level up to so mm-hmm. yeah yeah i agree and you know just going let's go and like look at the standings here real quick james madison and coastal carolina are both sitting uh undefeated in the division right now texas mm-hmm. state 
at least in the West Division, is sitting in fourth at the moment. So in the West Division, South Alabama and Troy are the two top teams in the Sunbelt West Division at the moment. South Alabama with a 15-3 and record. Texas State obviously with a 10-7 and record. So just by calculating mm-hmm. that, I want to say Texas State overall in the Sunbelt, I believe, is sitting about, I'd say, eighth mm-hmm. in the Sunbelt overall. So, I mean, you know, that's not too bad. But at the same time, I know, you know, Sean Hewitt and those girls want to be on the top sure. of their game. You know, obviously last year we talked about, you know, the triumphant season that they mm-hmm. had and obviously making it to the Sunbelt Conference Championship. They want to do that this year, and I think it's going to take a lot for them to get there. I think the only thing that really is needed for this group is for them to just have momentum. And when and I hate to beat a dead horse here, but <laughs> when you have when you have momentum in a, in a game, it it's really just hard to stop. And for honestly sure. – you know, the volleyball team can get that done, but their next game will be against the Southern Miss Golden Eagles in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. The first game is going to be on Friday at 6 p.m., and then the following Saturday on the 14th is going to be at 2 p.m. from ha- on Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So volleyball is getting another chance to rebound itself, but we're going to take a quick break, and on the other side of it, we'll be doing some Texas State football as they had another tough uh, tough loss against Louisiana. Do not go anywhere, folks. You are listening to Bobcat Radio here on KTSW 89.9. And we welcome you back to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio. I'm your host slash producer, Kobe Jackson, alongside my wonderful co-hosts, Kalani DeLuna and Grace Reddick. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to take a transition into some Texas State football as they took on the Louisiana Raging Cajuns this past weekend on national television on ESPNU. Unfortunately, the Bobcats came up short on the final score of 34 to 30. It was a back and forth battle between mm-hmm. these two teams. The the Louisiana Raging Cajuns have beaten the Bobcats 10 straight 10 years in a row. They have oh not will now make that 11 now, but that was the record at the time before they played yesterday uh, before they played on Saturday. And, you know, I got to say the Bobcats, even though they came up short, I mean, it was pretty it was pretty interesting the way with the way the game went. T.J. Finley did absolutely phenomenal, only missing on 10 passes, went 30 for 40, 326 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. And then Ishmael Mahdi, I mean, man, I, mean, I have, I'm, I'm running out of compliments to say about him because <laughs> like the dude can just can just go and needs to 30, 30, 34 carries for 188 yards, almost busting 200. I mean, where do I even I don't even know where to go with this. And, you know, on Louisiana's side of things, Zion, uh, Zion, uh, Zion, Chris, four, 13 for 17 for 205 and three touchdowns. I mean, it was a very close game. Unfortunately, Bobcats sure. came up short, but. You know, now this raises a question of the Bobcats defense finishing. And now this exactly. raises a lot of questions for this team. But I want to kind of throw it to you guys. What did you guys see from this from this game? And what is something that the Bobcats could learn? Um, I'm just going to have to piggyback off of that. It's definitely just finishing. I mean, the Bobcats had the lead for most of the game. I agree. It was just that last, literally, I think it was last like five, mm-hmm. six, seven minutes mm-hmm. of the fourth quarter where Louisiana was able to come up and sneak mm-hmm. and attack the Bobcats. Um, so definitely just the defense finishing. It's um, not getting comfortable with the lead that you have. It's actually just it's putting the other opponent away as early mm-hmm. as you can. It's just the Bobcats weren't able to do that this weekend. So it's definitely something that you're going to have to work on looking forward into these next um, conference games mm-hmm. and against these other pretty good Sunbelt teams. So, uh, But I still believe and I still hope in the Bobcats, and I know that they'll definitely overcome this. 
Yeah, as we talked about in VCR last week, we were saying that this was going to be like a very close game mm-hmm. because, you know, new energy, new, just new team overall. And I was expecting us to like win by like a touchdown or two, mm-hmm. but I mean, it was still a close game. And like, as y'all have been saying, defense is definitely, it's definitely something that has to step up and finish. Yeah. Like the way we go into the game, we should start it and like, continue and mm-hmm. finish as well. Because, you know, defense wins championships. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, definitely uh, just seeing a little bit of change, especially this upcoming weekend. Who do we play this weekend? Um, so, uh, I want to say Southern Miss. Southern yes. No, Miss. ULM. ULM. Oh, ULM. Okay, okay. So, Louisiana. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this is a um, redemption right here. Yeah. So uh, definitely just adjusting and changing and getting ready for this upcoming game. Yeah, and the one thing I I want to note is that you know now that the that the Sun Belt Conference rankings have now changed just in the you know the previous forty eight hours. Texas State in the West Division was actually leading it. Now they're currently tied for first with Troy and who else? Louisiana. So <laughs> I mean, so with that being said, Troy is two and one in conference. Tech, UL, uh, Louisiana, Texas State, Arkansas State, and South Alabama are all one and one in conference, but. Louisiana, Texas State, and Troy all have the better records. They currently are four and two, so they so Troy technically has the the tiebreaker, I guess you could say. So, but I mean the Sun Belt. I mean, hey, it's it's Sun Belt. Fun. I call it Sun Belt Fun Belt. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's pretty fun. But their next game is against ULM. ULM, I believe, is sitting. Yeah, they're sitting second to last in the Sun Belt Conference with a record two and three, zero oh and two in conference right now. So, I mean. You know, we talked about, you know, we obviously talked about how G.J. Kenny has made so much progress mm-hmm. with this Bobcat team. And, you know, now a lot of people, since the fact that people finally saw them on national television, be like, oh, yeah, this this coach is actually really good with this program. But they just kind of, you know, it just came up just a bit short. Now it, it raises questions for this team. But, you know, like you just said, Grace, defense wins championships. Obviously, the defense needs to step up a lot. Yeah. And honestly, on the offensive side of the ball, I honestly don't think you should be really worried at this point because they're, they, they're one of the best offenses. Yeah, I want to say the best offense in the Sun Belt right now. So, I mean, I, I, wanted, I wanted to throw to y'all real quick about that and see uh, if possibly even if the offense could just possibly carry them in the next game. Man, I just – I absolutely love watching uh, the Bobcats offense. It's just so electrifying to see. I mean, uh, you have Ishmael Mahdi, who's just, like you said, like literally there's no words or enough compliments that you can give absolutely. to that man. Uh, 676 rushing yards overall, leading the entire team. Amen. And that's just insane. And then, of course, you have TJ Finley, who mm-hmm. every weekend, every game, he's he's bringing attention and noticing and notice to himself. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I mentioned this in the last BCR, but uh, these guys are definitely like raising the flag, absolutely, especially for the for the NFL, for the guys that have dreams of the NFL. Mm-hmm. This is the way to get the attention of those scouts of those teams. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely going to be exciting to watch uh, TJ and all these outstanding players to see what they can do in these upcoming games. Yeah, mm-hmm. offense is definitely picking up, like where defense is. Lacking. Lacking. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's just a good thing. Like Grace said, this, we have no words. We're mm-hmm. definitely speechless <laughs> about our offense because we're, we're killing it on the offensive ball. And 
definitely is going to carry this weekend for sure coming back. Yeah, absolutely. But their next game is going to be on October 14th. Haha, day before my birthday. Kind of funny. <laughs> uh, it is Blackout Night and Family Weekend also. Oh. So got a little bit of a double <laughs> oh. collaboration right there. for. But it's going to be at Bobcat Stadium at 6 p.m. That game will be on KTSW at round 5.15. We'll have Clint Shields and Jeff Ganey on the call for our pregame show and for the game. Also tune in on ESPN+. Plus. But now we're going to take we're going to zoom out of Hayes County, zoom out of San Marcos and Texas State. And we gonna get into some national sports. Yes, sir. And, you know, we're going to go ahead. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and, and do this. We're going to go ahead and start off with college football. Ooh. Obviously, we I this is going to be uncomfortable here because we have two, we have two Sooners. We have two Sooners fans in this in this room right now. Texas OU, man, before I let y'all rant, okay. let me just say this. First of all, the game was absolutely phenomenal. It was. It that was really game. was. It, it, there is a reason why it is one of the best rivalries in college football, and it lived up to it. And unfortunately, you know, my Longhorns could not get it done, unfortunately. Nope. But okay, I'll, sorry. I'll, I'll let you have your spill. Let me, let me, let me give my say real okay, quick. Okay, okay. You know, but, you know, Longhorns. The, the one thing that screwed up the Longhorns a lot is that they did not go for it on fourth down. And if they did, and if they would have converted, they would have, to me, they probably would have ended the game. I, I personally believe, but you know, it is, it is, it is, it is what it is. I was kind of upset that they had to kick a field goal to, you know, put them up by three. And then we obviously know what happened after that. But, yeah, we do. Um, but yeah, I think that's what, I think that's what really screwed up the Longhorns and for them not winning the game. But now I'm going to throw it to the Sooners in the room. Thank you. Thank you. You're good. You're done? Yes, okay, I'm perfect. done. Okay. So, Dylan Gabriel, can we just, uh, like, a round of applause for that, man, because that, that literally was just an amazing performance. Nick Anderson with the game-winning touchdown. I mean, and like you said, this was a phenomenal game. Yeah. Um, there were, <laughs> at times, I was like, oh, my, I was sitting there, you know, like, pulling my hair out but um not literally no for sure (laughs) (laughs) but this definitely was an offensive game and just really interesting to see how uh, coach bb just i don't just did his thing i i was just amazed so um yeah i was screaming boomer sooner all All the way from louisiana (laughs) so (laughs) no this game for sure the first like quarter first half even i kept zoning in and out because like i was i was scared to continue watching but when i was in the studio producing and finishing watching the game like as we said literally within the five like 15 seconds we get a 75 yard touchdown to retake the lead it was a great day. Boomer sooner, boomer sooner. The river runs red. Yes. Taking home, taking back um, I the hat. I guarantee you that won't happen next year. Whoa. Oh, okay. Whoa. That's just, that's just such a Texas thing to say. Oh, like, it ain't. Yes, it is. Like, oh my, shout out to Thomas. Like, he was just really that's just, just confidence. like. No, 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 no. No, like, no. But, like, um, we will see Texas again in December. I'm assuming. I sure hope so. Yes, <laughs> and a, that's gonna be a dub again. So, yeah. but that was um, over. Like <laughs> again, no, that, again, again. Overall, just a great game, an interesting and exciting game. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it it just it kind of bums me out the fact that Texas lost because I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it, I was really, I honestly thought they had this in 
in the back. And the fact that they, like I said earlier, that they did not go for it on fourth down and they kicked the field goal really shot them in the foot. And unfortunately, it led to an OU win. And I'm not going to lie. Kudos to Dylan Gabriel, though. Yeah. He absolutely balled out. And, you know, I, it, it's kind of funny because I'm still baffled by the fact that he found uh, oh, who caught the game winning touchdown for them. Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. That was. I'm just kind of surprised scary. that he found him in the end zone. Because <laughs> yeah, honestly, because honestly, I didn't see him. I honestly yeah. really did not see yeah. him in the end zone until I looked. I'm like, oh my lord. But I mean, y'all got y'all's revenge from last year. <laughs> oh yeah, because yeah, because last year y'all got shut out, and this year, I mean, y'all backed up y'all's words. So Thank you. kudos Thank to. You. Oklahoma and speaking of Oklahoma I'm actually looking at the college football rankings at the moment number one yeah number one Georgia two is Michigan three is Ohio State after their big win against Maryland Florida State jumped up to number four and yes Oklahoma is now it's our year number five in the country (laughs) um just wait until Kansas State um excuse me anyway um numbers Number, number six, Penn State, Washington, uh, Washington's at seven, Oregon's at eight, Texas dropped to number nine Ouch. in the rankings, and USC is at number 10. So Man. I would say not surprised because I knew Ohio State and Florida State was going to jump up. Washington, Penn State, Washington, Oregon didn't even play this past week, so yep. they stayed where they're at. And then obviously OU and Texas obviously made their, made their jump. And then USC actually Dropped one because of uh, because of the rankings, which I'm kind of surprised by that. But interesting, yeah, Qu- that, little question mark. Yeah, <laughs> little, little question mark there. But now, yeah, college football, the rivalry robbery was truly something special to see. Yes, it was. Now we're gonna do the NFL, and we're gonna go ahead Boom. and start off with the Sunday night football game. Boom. And boy, I have been waiting for this for the past tw- for the past twelve hours. Oh my goodness. Mr. Brock Purdy himself. I'm trying to. I've been trying to tell y'all that is the man, this. the <laughs> legend, the the everything, the, the everything. Yeah, I mean, like, come on, please, please, please. No, tell, let me let me let me, him, let me just go kudos, ahead. Please, so, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> go well, ahead. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I don't like Dallas either. I mean, but I love but, what the 49ers are doing. Yes. Dallas. I mean, <laughs> they only scored one. They only scored one touchdown Poor out Dak. of that Poor, whole game. Final score: literally three interceptions That's and crazy. only a 153 night. yards. Like final score: 42 to 10, 10. in that one. George Kittle oh my finally, gosh, please, 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 finally <laughs> had, had a hat trick in football. Yeah, he had a hat trick in football. Like that is insane. That's called a hat trick. I'm, but like. I'm thinking like soccer mind, like that's that's still like insane, like three touchdowns, like George could like. He almost won me my, oh my fantasy gosh. team. Unfortunately, I came up like a point short oh. and stuff. But <laughs> uh, not for KTS. I'm in a different league. But the 49ers absolutely looked basically perfection last night. But now I want to ask this question, Grace. This is more towards you. Okay. Does is now that Brock Purdy has this big time win, mm-hmm. does he belong now in the conversation? Of great quarterbacks like Mahomes, Josh Allen, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Does Brock Purley finally involved in that conversation yeah. amongst the best quarterbacks in the league? I think that's a great question. Um, I feel like Brock has definitely proved himself. Um, I mean, obviously. But um, it's still... I don't want to say it's too early because I believe in him. I believe oh, 110%. No. Who doesn't? But there's still, like, we still, 
do have some big game, like some big games coming up. So it's just going to see can like for our uh, Bobcats, can we can we finish? Mm-hmm. Can we like can we keep on uh, this lead going? Keep this win streak going? <laughs> so it's definitely just going to be the something of finishing. I know that um, some people are already tweeting out like 49ers and who in the Super Bowl. Do we think that's how, what do we think mm. about that? <laughs> I I'm not gonna lie, we do look phenomenal, yeah, but but again, I don't want to get too cocky. It is still pretty early, mm-hmm. you know. We still, I mean, we still gotta play the Eagles. We yeah. still like Mr. it's Jay still Wynn some hurts. some teams. Yeah, exactly. Jay hurts. <laughs> that, that man is that man is crazy. That's mm-hmm. gonna be another showdown. So uh, it's just it's just a little early. Come back to me in about two, three, four, four weeks. Four weeks. <laughs> and then I'll be like, yeah, your name. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned the Eagles. So y'all won't play the Eagles, I want to say, to roughly, I uh, say week 12. Oh, no, week 13 or 14. Yeah, that's why. So, I, I mean, that's basically the rematch. And what's, what's tragic about this, y'all are in Philly, too. Ooh, and those Which are the is, Eagles fans are the crazy. Worst. Oh boy, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to get into are worst fan wor- bases. No, come on, please. Who do you think is the worst? Oh no. I, okay, I mean, we'll start it. Uh, no. Okay, I, Dallas, I, the Cowboys. Cowboys. Fans I was are up just, there. Yeah, but Eagles. Come on now. In well, Philly, in Eagles Philly, fans. Yeah. Let me, in Philly. But this is the one little positive aspect I have about Philly fans is that they are very passionate with their sports. Obviously, <laughs> no. I'm being, I'm being serious because like when when. They play when the uh, prime example when the Philadelphia Phillies played the Astros last se- last mm-hmm. season the postseason, they made it all the way to the World Series, all the way, and the Philly fans were backing up the Phillies because every home every time that they were in Philly, their crowd was absolutely wild. I mean, you can't really I I, I honestly that's probably the best description I have for Philly yeah. fans is that they're just passionate about their sports. But no, I think I think Dallas fans are just. So annoying because, like, I, I always say this because it's like a recycling wheel with yes, with the way yes, they yes, always yes, say yes, that yes, they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. Yes. Always saying that Dak is our quarterback. And I'm like, no, y'all not. need to stop. <laughs> you don't think he you don't think he is Kalani? No, I was literally in class of the while we were talking about this. And I was like, dude, the Cowboys just need to drop him. Like, I, I can't like, especially like big games, like last night, like only 153 yards. Like as Grace said, he had a rough, he had a rough it night a last rough night, night three interceptions. I don't know. I would like to see something changing in the quarterback aspect. maybe. <laughs> but regardless, yeah. bang, bang, nine again. like yeah. shout out to 49ers. They shout did out, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, keep the streak going on the second team in the NFL. That's still five. And oh, well, well, this well, let me ask this last question since we brought up the topic of the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Do you think that this is now warning signs of Dak Prescott's future in Dallas? Oh, as a Dallas fan, okay, as of like half, you know, like I'm split 49ers in Dallas, you know, you're bold. Um, you know that <laughs> she is real bold. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyways, um, that that's dang. That's like a good question. That is a good question. It makes you like rethink a lot of things. Yeah. Um, Dak has definitely done some good for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. and but he definitely hasn't done the best. Mm-hmm. Okay, obviously from the results of last night. So it, I don't know. It's it's a question. We'll see. Um, definitely like 
even though he was from the 49ers, we can see a little bit of Trey Lance in there, maybe a little hey, bit. Cooper Rush. I don't know. Boy. When Cooper Rush was in last year, he did good on his couple of games. So Hey, that's my we'll boy. See. That's my boy, Trey Lance. I love Trey Lance. Trey that's Lance, a, man. That's a bad man right there. <laughs> I, wa- I watched what he did at North Dakota State when he was in college. Man, he's special. He's oh, truly so you've special. been a Trey Lance fan. I like, yeah, because okay. he has great talent. He has unbelievable talent. I, I, I really like how he plays. You know, obviously, you know, obviously Dak has more experience. But to, to you know, kind of answer that question I just asked, I think it does because I'm not gonna lie, it's almost like Dak is just there just to be there. Like Ooh, yeah, it yeah. really just is. That makes sense. And, and I don't like making comparisons, but maybe maybe like Tony, how Tony Romo was kind of. But then Tony Romo was also he also did some good too. And yeah. unfor- but you know what's but it's unfortunate because <laughs> Tony Romo, I I want to say Tony Romo has more wins, playoff wins that is than I want to say than Dak Prescott does mm. right now. I think. Okay. At this moment, I think, but I might be wrong. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a tough, tough, uh, tough weekend for the Dallas Cowboys. But the 49ers got it done, and they are, I believe, they're the only. No, besides the Eagles, mm-hmm. they're one of the only undefeated teams left in the NFL right yep, now. Sure but we are about to run out of time. But we're gonna do a quick weather update, and I'm gonna send it to Miss Kalani. Already, I know when you stepped outside this morning, it was a cool oh. breeze. Of four, it was literally a low of fifty-three this morning. Felt oh, great. All is on the way. It is currently seventy-five degrees outside with a high of eighty-two. You know, just a little breeze. Mm-hmm. For the rest of the week, it's looking of a low of fifty-four, sixty-four, and like highs of seventy-eight, seventy-eight. High is probably going to get to 82 this weekend. Not bad out. That's I'll not take bad it. at all. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Fall season officially. Fall football. Woo-hoo! Really? <laughs> Absolutely. But that is all the time we have for you guys here this morning. If you like this episode, please sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and other social media platforms. And also be sure to tune in and listen on Spotify or wherever you follow your fall. Follow your podcast your podcast for Kalani DeLuna, Grace Reddick. I'm Kobe Jackson. Thank you guys for listening to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio. Have a great day and be safe out there. And now let's get you back to the other side of radio.